You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reclamation. If you don't know already, I'm Neva Lee Reckla, and I'm here with my mom, Tonya Dawn Reckla, and my dad, Dad, Justin Reckla. <laughs> and today we're going to be having a really cool conversation that I think is kind of scary for some people. Dun, dun, dun. If, if you haven't wait, seen... Wait, 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 wait. Do that again. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Okay. So if you haven't already read the title of the show, we're talking about raising independent kids. <laughs> Parents, right your oh, eyes. I want to hover. This is... This is a scary conversation for a lot of parents. And I've I've seen like total like, I guess, helicopter parents and stuff. They're like, no, I must protect my child. But I think in the long run, we actually see that does more harm than good. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of both today, folks. So strap in. You're about to get put on a scary roller coaster, but we're going <laughs> to do it together and see that it's actually not that scary. And parents... I'm going to let you in on a quick little secret. If you raise your kid to be independent, then you're free when it comes to parenting. <laughs> it's a win-win, really. People, people think like we were so self-sacrificial and, oh my gosh, look at what you've done. It's like, oh no, no this it's totally self-serving. Selfish. <laughs> so on that note, um, mom, I'm going to toss it over to you. Um why do you think raising independent kids is so beneficial not but talk from get a little selfish here talk to parents as to why it's a good thing to do like sell them on this idea yes okay cool i can do this so (laughs) oh my gosh let me tell you something Uh, so jess and i clearly are reaping our roi at this point in time because and it a lot of it we, do, we, we get zero credit for because it was it just was a natural part of the process of the very clear point in time when he and I looked at each other and just kind of like, wait, what are we doing? And I remember for me, I was in the middle of um, working with a client on a very specific matter that we were moving through the subconscious from childhood. And I w- watched myself say something to our daughter that was the exact program that I was assisting this client in reprogramming in herself. And it hit me as the words kind of bounced back off of the projection into my face. And I was like, wait, 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 what am I doing? Like, like, seems like we could probably go about this differently. And so, you know, Justin and I talked about it like we do. And it's like, I think maybe we can just mentor her. Like, can't we just sort of like start where we want to end up and and you know we're good at reverse engineering so it made sense to us and so it's like wait what what is the goal here like what is our job <laughs> like what are we supposed to be doing and when we got real about that there were a couple real key elements one was to make a good, good adult, like a good human, yeah. like a, just a good a fu- human being. A human being that can function independently on their own in the world without needing us to do yeah, something. And, and maybe not an asshole. Like that would be cool, you know? <laughs> and so like, and then maybe a kid that is empathetic enough that, that it like that it. takes care of us. And it, well, it's, you know, you, you, you like fluidity. She doesn't know this, but 
She's our retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> anyway, so so we're I, I'm getting off track, but, but you know, and that relationship with the divine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we really viewed ourselves as being this stand-in, this proxy, until she could develop that direct knowing. And, I mean, she had direct knowing. It was it was honing the the human to to be able to be independent in the relationship with the divine that she already had was really the approach. And so it, w- it was a complicated sort of set of variables that we were playing with. But what felt really good was saying, okay, if the goal is for her to be independent, then then all along the way, we should be allowing her opportunities to forge her independence. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I think part of the reason what we butted up against with it, and I think a lot of parents do as well, is this idea that secretly parents know that we don't know what the heck we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so if you start raising free thinking children and critical thinkers, they're going to find that out Look, faster the kids, the kids than the really average quick, bear. Like, wow, mom and dad are just really making this shit up as they go along. And, and, and so we just admitted it. Like, yeah. like we gave our yes. seven year old a microphone and a podcast and and so when you do that you have to really be willing to step into a place of vulnerability with your child and say hey look i'm i know a lot of things i've been through a lot of things i can guide you in a lot of spaces and yet this is your journey and how do i help you navigate that journey yeah absolutely and i think it takes a lot of letting go especially if that's not how you were raised as a child um so we need to go into a quick break but um when we come back, we're going to talk more and elaborate on how it can be a little bit scary. And like, I I can probably understand as to why parents wouldn't want to let go and diving more into this conversation. But folks, if you want to hear more about how to raise your kid to be a good human being, how to train your own human being and yourself, then come join our community. Um, We have an amazing community over here that will support you because whilst you're raising your independent kids and learning how to be independent on yourself, you don't have to be alone. I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that wording. Um, <laughs> so, Drop the mic. <laughs> so can't do that or else you can't hear me. So come join us folks. And this is a good conversation to have. And I think there's a few parents that might need to hear it. So we'll be right back after the break. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high-vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Okay, folks, we're back and we've been talking all about raising independent kids. So, obviously, I don't know what it's like to be a parent because I'm 12, but <laughs> I do know what it's like helping kind of raise kids because I'm I'm really active in coaching kids and stuff. Um, and whilst I love them, there's still some moments where, and parents, I don't even live with them. I can't imagine raising raising a kid and then living with them. But there's certainly some moments where you kind of just want to hold them down and make them do what you want them to do. Uh, yes. I've learned that that doesn't work. So <laughs> parents, maybe don't do that in your homes. Um, but I get that feeling, you know, because also I'm the type of kid that like if somebody could tell me to do something 
and I pick up it on my dad mo- the most because he's so similar to me. He likes kind of energetically trying to jump in and like tell me to do something. I'll go and do the exact opposite, knowing I'm doing the exact opposite. Um, very stubborn. I don't know where I got that from. So, parents, your kids have their own opinions, and as they're getting older, and they they want to be independent, let them have that independence because. I promise you it makes your job easier when you stop trying to protect your kid from the world. And in trying to protect your kid from the big scariness of the world, you actually, I think, create more scariness in a sense because then they, they kind of become oblivious to to the scariness of the world. And then they reach a certain age and then they have to experience it all at once. <laughs> What's well, like the time they get to the, the, the 18, they're 18 years old, they step out in the world and go, why didn't anybody tell me about this? Why didn't anybody sh- share with me that this was going to be my experience or mm-hmm. how to navigate relationships, right? I, I mean, my parents didn't teach me how to navigate relationships. I saw how they navigated theirs, but it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily what I was experiencing, right? Yeah. And so then it's like, now I have to figure it out on my own. But we think that, you know, it's like, awesome, you're 18, kick you out the door, you know, and good luck. Yeah. And I actually think it starts younger than that because I I haven't really experienced this, but for I know some people where their parents are like super protective over them and stuff, but they've been through more than their parents can even stand to think. And so it starts younger. It starts in like middle school when it probably even younger than that, because what happens when you're trying to protect your kid from the scariness of the world? So you don't really like tell them that these things can happen, but then they go out and experience it on their own. And then they don't know if they can talk to you about it because- Well, actually they know they can't talk to you and jump in there because what you're telling them is that you don't know how to handle it. Or you just don't want to tell them. And it's too scary even to address. So what they receive energetically is, mom and dad aren't a safe space. They're not even a valid place. And I don't want to overburden them anymore because obviously, they, they don't know how to handle it. what they already know about. Insert footnote, go see or go listen to our previous episode on Do you want to give the, the, power, the power of family prayer. Yeah. That will help with that tremendously. Yeah. And parents, I get it. You're your own person. But I talk about this a lot when I'll sometimes go on lectures about parents not doing like their job correctly. I'll say, dude, you signed up for this. <laughs> like, even if your kid was not intentional, you signed up for it. On some point when you marked off the, okay, I can reproduce children. Whenever you have that child, even if you didn't want it, you still got to do your job. It's, it's in full honesty. And, but the beauty of that is kids get to show you where you need to learn things. They get to show you where you need to let go, where you need to hold on to more things. But in fact, I think because like, we're human, we're ever evolving. Kids can do stuff at such a young age. Like when when I was younger, my parents started this thing where I would ask for help and their immediate response would be, what would you do if we weren't here? And I didn't like it at all, but it was little things like opening a jar. I can, I still need some help with like shaker bottles and stuff, but I'm getting to the point where I can open everything on my own or at least find a workaround. These are life, uh, these are life like big, big deals in the folks, eyes of a kid. Exactly. And it might sound kind of mean, but 
I can speak from the child who thought it was mean to somebody now where I'm independent enough where I can be home alone for hours and legally I can't do stuff on my own, but I could live on my own and probably be okay. It's, it's basic. It starts with basic human skills really. And if you can let go of those things first, I think it makes letting go of bigger things so much easier. Well, and it's it, it was recently that I kind of put together why we were so adamant about allowing you to be independent. And it and it, I don't know if this is the only reason, but I definitely saw a correlation was that innate sort of fear of your parents dying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if every kid goes through this, but it certainly seems to be a theme. And I went through it. And when we were looking at that, it was like, okay, and it kind of makes sense. Like if if you are the only bridging or connection that that child has to the outer world, then you are their world. And the idea of losing that is terrifying at a really mm-hmm. deep cellular level. And so we started looking at that and thinking, okay, like it's, it, it seems like an unfounded, irrational fear, but that kid quickly learns that you cannot guarantee them that you're not going to die. And mm-hmm. so we really sat in that like, okay, this, this is challenging. Like how do you help a child really get okay with transcendence and with um, maybe the physical bodies of their parents not being here? Is there a way we can handle this better than simply the trauma of, well, let's just wish and hope that we're here when you wake up. You know, it's well, like, wait, well, hold yeah, on, that, that, that's, the, what? And so, but we dug under the surface mm-hmm. and a big part of her ability or, you know, Neva, your ability to get confident cellularly with your existence in the world, with who you are, with your relationship with the divine was encouraging you to establish independence. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, I had like nightmares about y'all dying and stuff. And like, you're right in the sense of like, to the kid, that's their whole world. Because like, unless there's a backup plan, that's that's all the kid has. And so of course the kid's gonna be a little bit scared. Like, oh my goodness, dude, I don't even know how to like cook. How, and like, you, how am I going to survive, right? I'm not saying yeah. like go. I don't and, even know where to go. <laughs> I'm not saying like go and teach your like newborn how to cook. But as they start to get older and stuff, like I've seen parents on social media that I follow where they're letting their toddlers cook. Like they have a full blown kitchen that they use. They know how to use their utensils and stuff. That's such a good skill is teaching your kid how to do basic human things. Because also when you do that, then your kid's not going to be relying on you for their next meal. I remember one time, quick story, I was younger and I told my mom that I was hungry and she said, okay, I'll feed you in a minute. She, she promised to make me a sandwich. Three hours later. No, because literally when she got on the phone and I was like, mom, still hungry. She's like, oh, it's been two hours. I should feed you. It's little things like that because if, if gosh golly, I don't want to jump in and defend myself. <laughs> gosh golly, G, maybe if I knew how to cook, then my mom wouldn't have needed <laughs> to cook for me. I think that there are some <laughs> details that conveniently got left out of that story, but we're just going to let but, her point stand. But that's the point, though, as parents, it, re- it releases you from simple things like that. Um, I didn't die because my mom didn't feed me once. Um, 
She had me. Told her she should have read the fine print. I don't yeah. think three meals a day was ever in the agreement. Yeah, but parents, that's the point. And I, th- I think we should jump into like the bigger things when it comes to things like being able to speak up for yourself or getting your sense of identity. Um, I've seen so many parents feel like having a death grip on who their child should be in the world because they're not sure of who they should be in the world. Um, and that's a really scary thing for some parents, I think, because I think a lot of the times parents take what who their kid is and say that's a direct result of me. But in that, and that, that's not fully wrong because obviously if you raise your child to be a complete jerk, they're going to be a complete jerk. But there's some things where we're still people and we still have our own opinions and viewpoints and our own identity and relationships in the world. And those are the types of things that it doesn't really directly result to you. And you can obviously influence it, but when you death grip on who your child should be and what they should say, what they should think, then it gives them no room to breathe. And I think um, I'll, I'll leave the question open to either of you to answer how in the world are parents supposed to release the story of what their child should be, the fear of what comes with that, if they're not even sure about who they are in the world? Well, I think that's that's where it starts, right? Mm. Of, <clears throat> as a parent, identifying who you are. I mean, when you, when you were still in your mom's womb, it was, you know, one of, I don't know, as a coach, a mentor, or somebody that we were talking to in the spiritual communities was, basically said you know if you don't figure out who you're supposed to be there's no way on earth that your child's going to be able to do what she's here to do right Mm -hmm. and that for me was kind of like a a, an eye-opener of like oh well i guess i need to get my shit straight um because to me there was there's nothing more important than that because when you came along i already had we already had two kids right Mm -hmm. and they were they were a little bit older and from different circumstances and whatnot. And I knew that I was playing cleanup with my relationship with them and, and their mom and, and, and all of that. And I knew that I had an opportunity of doing something different with you. And in, by proxy, it helped heal the relationship that mm-hmm. I had with my, my older two kids. And so for me, it became a, it, it became like, the, my reason why of ex, why I examined everything that was being reflected back to me, and knowing that I couldn't be you, knowing that releasing you out to the world the, in, in in your fullness as a human being, as an adult, only said something to me if I created an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But if I created something that was created from love, I could trust whatever that became, whatever you become, mm-hmm. I can trust in that. And I, and I, it, knowing your heart, knowing that you're going out into the world and, and from a place of wherever you go, I know that you are going to shed light upon it, that it doesn't matter what it looks like for me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't have to get caught up in my identity in that. You don't have that. to be worried about it. No, and it, and it says nothing about me that if, if if you do it differently than I did. Matter of fact, it says more about me because 
I allowed you to do it because you now get to go into the spaces that you're meant to be in, right? And we, we see this in the generational, I'm a seventh, seventh generation lawyer or seventh generation doctor, right? Well, that's great and all, but how many times have we heard the stories of like, I didn't really want to be a doctor. I was a doctor because my dad was a doctor or I was a teacher because my, te- my dad was a teacher, right? Mm. And I think that's something that we've gotten into as a society, as a culture, that that's just what you're supposed to do. And it's wrapped up in our fear of we as parents aren't enough if we don't at least create the same exact construct for our kids, even though they might not want it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And parents, I think what it comes down to is do you trust your kids? You know, because to be honest, if you've done your job correctly, you should be able to. And you're you're raising another human. Like it, you get an awesome job in the world, and but raising another human doesn't mean you get to create a mini you. <laughs> like we've seen, like the whole like I see on like Instagram and stuff. Like parents will post like mini me because they're like dressing their kid the same and stuff. And I always think of the. I forgot the movie. I think it was like Austin Powers or something that I ended up watching when I was like six. Parenting wins. <laughs> yes. But like it reminds me of that in the sense. It's like parents like creating like little copies of themselves. It's like how like kids like playing with toys and like making the like the toys like do their own things and stuff. It's like that's fun. It's kind of cute that your kids dress the same as you. And we're not puppets. You know, it's we get to do things the way we want to do things. It's um dad mentioned in our previous episode on fam- the power of family prayer is that the title mm-hmm. okay good got that right um is like little things like we don't always call the divine the same name but that doesn't just because my viewpoints might be a little bit different doesn't mean that my parents failed their job in fact i think it means that they did it more correctly because i'm able to have my own opinions and y'all i'm 12 and i get to have my own viewpoints on the world um, but I want to circle back around to this and show you, you don't have to doubt yourself and you don't have to think that you've completely failed your job because, oh goodness, the reckless are telling you, um, a different point of view. You still get to do it however you want to do it. And there's a flip side. Always. There's always two different faces to the coin. I think that's a saying. Um, it doesn't mean you've completely messed up your job as a parent, because I don't think there's ever really a way to do that. It's a learning opportunity all the time. And you get to connect with your kids and trust your kids and let them be independent. Let them grow and be who they want to be. And parents, that's a gift that not everybody has. And you get to build relationships. You get to watch your kids grow. And that doesn't mean that you've completely messed up and i think we need to circle back around to that is that you can always learn and grow mom are you going to say something Mm -hmm. i think that's a really (laughs) good point that you bring up it's really easy in parenting to do the comparison thing and it it does look different yeah we 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 kind of freed ourselves from that really early in neva's life when i it just dawned on me like that everybody's making it up and at some point you you got to trust yourself trust your relationship with God and trust your child and, and trust 
your relationship with your child, that, that you will figure it out together. People have been figuring this out for eons and you can find your way with it. I, I do I do think that that's really crucial. No matter where you're at, your kids may be adult children. Mm-hmm. It, it's never too late to establish relationships and and encourage independence. We, we do see a lot of folks holding on to even their adult children's decisions. Um, and and, and it's a, that has a crippling or hobbling effect to them. And it keeps you entrapped as a parent. At some point, you should be free from the parenting role. I know that's not a popular way to look at things, but it's a really toxic way if we don't. And so at some point, that relationship needs to evolve to where you can take sort of the grandmother or grandfather seat and allow your children to step into a parenting role. There, There's a natural order of things and evolution is sort of an inevitability. It's a lot more peaceful when you can stay in flow with it. Mm-hmm. And let it um, evolve. And as a, for a really practical point, I know a lot of you want to inspire independence in your children and you want to encourage that. How do you know when when it's time, right? And so a really great way to look at it to start off if, if you're wanting to play with this is if your child's asking for things, if they're bringing up questions, if they're if they're they're wanting to cook, don't brush it off as like, oh, that's an adult thing. You all have heard the story of Neva at two asking for business cards and us saying no. And, and our response was, they're an adult thing, right? And she had the courage to say, okay, but why? Like, why can't I have this? It makes no sense. And then we had the courage to say, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, if that's what her heart was calling her into, who were we to step in the way of that? We didn't know what it was going to look like. It was rather terrifying. We got a lot of really interesting looks and a lot of friction early on. But but we just trusted in that walk and those experiences and allowed it to unfold. When your child is ready, listen, listen to what they're asking for, make it age appropriate, make it ability appropriate, right? Your child may be very advanced for their age. But they're probably not making cream brulee at, at, at four. I don't, they may be, they, but, they like, may. I don't, you, but that's for you to gauge and you may be shocked at what your children will show you and yeah. what they're capable of when you create this space. But it is a relationship. It is a negotiation. It's a constant willingness to step into that space together and in that space though you can trust that you will know well and the best thing about it is in doing such your children become the biggest mirror for you and seeing where you're 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 falling short where, mm-hmm. where you can do better where you can connect more where you can go oh wow why did i just say that mm-hmm wow, I, I just heard my dad there. Or, wow, I just heard my mom there. And God bless them. They didn't do anything wrong because they were doing the best that they could, right? But t- taking a pause going, do I need to repeat that? Is that programming that I need to now pass on to my child or can I do better, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and knowing that it says nothing about you and your relationship with your parents because obviously they got you to where you needed to be but now we evolve by and pass on more and better things and better traits and better programming to our own children by evolving what our parents trained us, what we were programmed to do. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I, I, I look at. I look at you, Neve, all the time and go, why the hell would I want to program into you what at you know 40 years of age that i had to stop and then unprogram and unravel right i would Just rather make your pl- life a little bit higher yeah i would i was like it's so amazing because it's like in, in this journey together of this independent raising you to be independent it's like 
you, you, the stuff that I had to clear when I was 40, 35 years old, whatever it might have been, right? It's like you move through at eight, you move through at nine. And it's like, awesome. She got that lesson. She doesn't have to yeah. experience that now. Mm-hmm. And she can go on and, and do, do other things. It's, yeah. it's, it's really remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I'm going to start closing us out. Parents, trust your kids because, of course, you can pick up on little things that people might say to you because somebody might pick up on something and go, hey, you might want to look at that. But listen to your kids. Listen to maybe the people who who your action has a greater effect on um, because we'll teach you. But you have to listen to us because honestly if you don't then they're going to stop talking they they'll go somewhere else that they they will be listened to and trust yourself trust whoever you lean into for the divine to to guide you because it's not rocket science folks it's parenting um but i am going to add a challenge for everybody of course because we must have a challenge talk to your kids be more open with them and let them know when you don't know what you're doing because we know we know folks um be honest when you're not really sure what to do have conversations with them you might feel a little bit crazy for sitting down and talking with your toddler about something but they can listen like i coach really young kids and to be honest i have better conversations with them than some people my age listen to them and let them teach you so you actually might find that they're the ones who are teaching you more so than you're teaching them. Let that happen. So thank you again for listening. Remember, join our community if you want more guidance and clarity on these things. I know we talked about a lot today, folks. I know it's kind of scary, but I promise it's not that scary. And in our community, we talk about a whole bunch of different things and show you that it's really not that bad. So come join us. And remember, from our inspired family to yours, We We love love you. you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.